Good Monday morning to you all. I hope you guys had a wonderful, wonderful weekend um, wherever you are located around the globe. Um, whether it was raining or snowing or sunshine, probably only in California. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope you guys had a wonderful weekend, had um, some time to relax and you know, recoup from a long, busy work week, depending on, you know, what you guys do, whether you're a full-time parent juggling the schedules of crazy, crazy kids or uh, an entire family, um, or you're working full-time, you know, uh, wherever that may be, sitting behind a desk, working with patients, being an athlete, training, running, 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 whatever it was. I hope you guys had time to relax and unwind and enjoy your time off. And hopefully you had time off. Most people end up working on the weekends too. But with that being said, I hope you had a wonderful weekend and welcome to Monday morning and welcome to Gravitational Performance where we talk about almost everything sport. Um, If you are new here, Thank you for uh, tuning in, and I hope that you enjoy what you hear and then also what you read, and I hope that we will have you back as returning subscribers and guests on our website. If you're returning and you've been staying, um, uh, you know, subscribed or, um, you know, um, or staying in tune with everything that I have um, discussed in the couple, the the last two um, recordings. Sorry, I couldn't catch my my brain was all over the place there for a second. <laughs> um, I haven't had my coffee yet, but I don't know that that should be an excuse. Um, anyways, yes, if you are uh, returning back and uh, following along, I hope that it has benefited you in some way, shape, or form, and uh, or inspired you. Um, A lot of the topics that we discuss are through sports sciences and the studies of all sport. And that being said, today's topic is going to be on nutrition. Um, Passionate about nutrition, as most people know, and you can read that throughout the website under, you know, uh, educational articles and the um, everyday read. Um, It being part of my earlier education in my bachelor study, uh, I thoroughly, thoroughly tossed around and enjoyed enjoyed nutrition in general. I had several areas that I really wanted to focus on. I didn't want to limit myself to just one specialty like most people do. Uh, that's why I went into the sports science and sports study background because we get the we get to you know fulfill all areas of sport. So sports nutrition being one of the most important areas to focus on for an athlete or somebody in the fitness um, fitness industry or just somebody in general, the basic person that goes to work and gets off, goes to the gym and tries to you know maintain a healthy lifestyle. That is, uh, sports nutrition is a key factor in, um, you know, in in maintaining that ability to progress, to stay healthy, keep a good mental mindset. It's all part of that umbrella that I'm always talking about. So anyways, yes, sports nutrition is today's topic. And 
I wanted to know how many people drink coffee. And it kind of came upon me this morning when I was drinking. Well, okay, so I, I lie. I kid with you. I had a little bit of coffee until the kids came running through and going crazy and, yes, hanging off me. So really, I have coffee to the sense do and I don't. So I, I, <laughs> I find my child drinking or spitting into my cup and then that's the end of my coffee. So I guess I really didn't have my coffee. But anyways, off that side, um, I wanted to know how many people really enjoy coffee. Uh, today we hear of, you know, we have these, uh, on Pinterest, for instance, a, uh, uh, a fun, you know, mainly girls, I think mainly girls really like that website. Um, but Pinterest, you can go under quotes and I love, you know, I love uh, searching under the coffee quotes, coffee of the day quotes, whatever. And they're fun. They're quirky little, you know, statements or, uh, get your coffee, get your coffee on, you know, or just really pretty shots that people have posted from around the world of just a cup of coffee. Um, but anyways, it is so inspiring, but we today love coffee and I want to know why, why do we love coffee? I started thinking about it and what I came up with was, and you know, you can obviously tell me why you love coffee, but it's because it's sweet. It's sugary. It's, (laughs) it, it can be a, it can pick you up really quick, but it can also knock you on your butt really quick. Um, most people that, uh, you know, do enjoy coffee. I think it is the, the idea of having that warm cup of coffee in the morning, but I only know a handful of people that really drink coffee, drink coffee and not drink creamer and sugar with a little bit of coffee mixed in it and call that coffee. So, you know, I think that we're so used to these, these, um, relaxing and fun vibe atmospheres like Starbucks. Some people would say absolutely not, but places like that, for instance, that set, the example for other coffee chains around the U.S., around the globe in general. They have hit music. They maybe some relax and unwind music, whatever it is throughout the day. It's inviting. You walk in. The aroma is so, it's so strong. The potency, you know, it's, it, it kind of, it pulls you in. It makes you want to drink coffee, even if you're not a coffee drinker. It smells good. All the displays are fancy and fun. Anyways, yeah. And so you end up drinking that coffee. And most of the coffees that you'll see listed on their, you know, menus are saturated in sugar and sweeteners. And it's, you know, creamers and whipped creams and and more sugar. I wonder how much coffee really goes in. So, hey, if you work at a coffee place and or you work at Starbucks, shoot me a message. I would really like to know. I mean, I'm sure I could look it up online, but just, you know, just thinking about it this morning and I didn't really have time to sit and research that, you know, that fact. But yes, I do believe that today when we say we like coffee, we really like the sugar and a little bit of coffee with it. Because when I make my coffee, well, I make all sorts of coffees. I'll do a hand-pressed, and I like to taste the differences. My husband and I have tried, you know, several different ways, and he used to never drink coffee, and now he does. Well, he goes back and forth, depending on, you know, 
his workout situation, if he's around much, or if he has the ability to grab a coffee every day. But for myself, it I think it's just one of those things that I have to have the coffee machine ready, turn it on to smell that aroma throughout the house when I'm running around getting everybody ready and everything going for, for the day to start. And then it's like I have my cup of coffee. Some days I'm actually able to really enjoy that cup of coffee with most of it being creamer <laughs> and a little bit of coffee. And then other days, like this morning, I say I didn't really have coffee, but my kid somehow gets a hold of it or yeah, I'm completely lost in, you know, my world and my coffee just sits there and turns cold. So I wonder why we like coffee so much and why we say we like coffee, but who really drinks coffee? Black, maybe a little bit of sugar, a spoonful of sugar, like you can even say Splenda or whatever, put that stuff in there and maybe stir a little milk in there, but that's it. Creamers have taken over the world, I tell you, the coffee world. So Yes, with that being said, I can't say that it's the healthiest thing, but when you read online, you read facts, you know, research uh, studies on, you know, why coffee is good for you. There's so many, there's so many different things that pop up <clears throat> and uh, statements on why coffee is beneficial for you to drink. Um, when I went to uh, look it up really quick to find out why coffee is good for you, I pulled up time.com, an article that was recently actually written by Alice Park, I believe. Um, you could just go on and research it. Why is coffee good for you? Go under time.com. It talks about, and it is, it, it is obviously been published recently um, back in November of last year. They say that, you know, scientists are actually approving, increasingly improving, approving um, coffee, coffee being part of somebody's daily diet. Now, coffee, but not creamer and sugars and Starbucks, not not being the coffee. Um, and it's saying that, you know, latest uh, researchers have scanned nearly over 220 um, studies on the coffee and found that overall coffee drinkers may enjoy more health benefits than people that do not actually drink coffee. It doesn't really state, or I'm not reading it, but it, it doesn't really state exactly what those health, health benefits are. But you can go on other websites and find that, um, find find the reasons. But it, it also does state on here that recent studies have linked coffee to uh, drinking to lower the rates of heart disease early death and diseases like um, type 2 diabetes and even neurological conditions. Well, the, that's something that I'm going to definitely have to check out because, you know, I that's that's my department. I, I love the study of the brain, neurology. neurology. Um, yeah, and then it talks about like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's disease. Wow, who would have known? But that being said, we need to be drinking the black stuff, the black coffee that comes out <laughs> and not making it a blonde. I remember the first time, I mean, many, many years back when I was in my 20s, when I, I think I was getting my hair done at a salon in Palm Springs and Palm Springs, California. And I remember this, somebody asked me, you know, I don't know if it was a person who my hair or somebody else that worked there, walk around and ask, hey, would you like a cup of coffee? And I remember saying, yes, absolutely. That sounds good. I said, well, how would you like it? Would you like it a brunette? Um, would you? And it was like the color spectrum of the hair colors, like the chart. Like, how would you like it? Would you like a blonde or a dirty blonde? And I, I thought, well, what is that? But it was loaded with creamer. So 
I became fond of the very, very blonde, platinum, if you will, coffee, (laughs) Um, and because of the sugars. And that leads into the nutrition aspects, right? So we tend to crave the sweet foods and we wonder why. Well, because we are introducing our palates most of the time first thing in the morning with sweets, sweet tasting um, foods, products. Uh, And that being said, coffee, not being that you're really drinking coffee, you're drinking coffee mixed with a ton of creamer, sugars, um, you know, whatever else, syrups that, you know, most people that grab a coffee on the go, uh, Starbucks, coffee place, whatever. So yes, we, when we consume these sugars, we have put that into our palate for the day. It's almost like when you wake up in the morning and what's the first thing you think about? Well, that's kind of what structures your morning and the rest of your day. So Let's get into it, talking about sports nutrition and nutrition in general. This is not just only geared towards the athlete. So when I do my discussions on here, most of the time it could be... um, it can be related over to the non-athlete. And I write a lot about that. I'll say the athlete, professional, elite, whatever, um, and to the non-athlete. And then if I say fitness, um, you know, fitness person, then it could be anybody in bodybuilding, professional at that level. Most of the time they're in the sports sector though because they are professional and they are training at a level much, much higher than somebody who is just going to the gym on their own, working out for an hour Monday through Friday, you know, keeping themselves. But hey, there's nothing wrong with it. So don't take that personally and think, hey, I'm an athlete. We're all athletes to a sense. Yes, you are physically training and, um, you know, carrying a a physical, putting a physical impact to your body, uh, placing physical impact to your body. So yes, you can consider yourself an athlete to some extent. Um, But with that being said, sports nutrition being one of the main components to focus on with all athletes and non-athletes at all ages. So you, you know, when we implement nutrition, you know, it does not mean that now in your 20s or 30s, you need to be hardcore about nutrition. It's something that parents should be focusing on, like for myself with my kids, Um, you know, being at three years of age, even younger, it's something that we really should focus on. And when I mentioned the coffee, there was a reason because when we, when we take in a sugary product first thing in the morning, we tend to keep on that pattern. What we as parents implement into our personal daily lives is what we are going to also implement into our um, family that's in our household, right? So we are going to do that with our kids. Now, not to say that parents are giving their children coffee, no, but you have to kind of think of it in a sense of if you're going to make breakfast in the morning on a weekend and you're going to have pancakes, sugary products, or not even pancakes, you're going to have eggs, bacon, whatever. You're just going to go to town and have wonderful breakfast and you and your husband are going to have a cup of coffee in the morning with creamer. Um, and now you think, well, my kids need something to drink. You don't want to give them water. So you're going to give them juice. You're probably going to give them a very, very saturated juice that is full of sugar. But you think of that and you think, well, they need something good to drink too. Now you're implementing 
a sugary product into their morning as well, as opposed to the natural sugars. I get into that much later on, but um, for now, pushing the sugary products very first thing in the in the morning, it's not it's not a smart thing to do. We tend to live off of that and continue that path throughout our life, so it becomes harder and harder to wean yourself off that sweet product. Um, now some people really do drink just coffee and I've known a handful of people that were so addicted to just the caffeine itself. that They didn't drink, you know, sugary products. So it wasn't the sugar for them. It was literally the caffeine overload. Um, for myself, I never really struggled with that. I don't really like caffeinated drinks in general. I typically only drink water, but anyways, on with that, um, we, as role models, that's what we um, we bring into our household. So when we are bringing sugary products in, we tend to that's what we distri- distribute into our um, our meals throughout the day with the kids, with ourselves, our husbands, rest of our family living with us, whatever it is. So nutrition. Let's get into it. The various sports um, places, well, various sports in general, all sports in general, fitness in general, whatever it is, active place special nutritional requirements on the human system, which helps keep the athlete fully functioning. Sports that require high levels of power over short distances have a high anaerobic component, which rely on the... Um, the, the physiocreatine and the glycogen as a fuel. Over the years, nutrition has played a vital role in the athletic performance for obvious reasons, right? Um, and that's just in general too, because we hear that all the time. The importance of nutrition. Um, and it's so, it's one of those topics that so many people have placed their own emphasis on and their own theory and why it is important, how it works. And I do believe that there could be a million different ways to implement nutrition into somebody's life because everybody is so different. Um, what you do throughout your day is vital to how the nutrition is going to affect you individually. So as you know, somebody going online and looking for just a basic nutrition, well, you could look at the basic nutrition chart and see the actual pyramid of I need my this amount of my protein, meats, fish, whatever. I need this uh, percentage of vegetables throughout my day. So it's a basic general idea for the everyday person to follow. When you go into sports, you become a professional athlete. You are putting your body through a vigorous workout, a lot, a lot of strain, a lot of stress imposed on the body. You're not just working out once a day. And if you are working out once a day, it is a tough workout. Those athletes, though, have, you know, obviously worked themselves to the point where they're capable of doing that and they have highly qualified professional people that um, do work with them to, um, you know, to regulate, monitor their workouts and keep track of, you know, where they are at. Sports nutritionists, sports psychologists, everybody are part of that umbrella and that team of just that one athlete. 
So with that being said, uh, nutrition does play a vital role uh, in the athletic performance, overall fitness, everything. As science evolves, nutrition takes a front row seat in an athlete's daily life. Olympians around, um, around the world have found their nutritional plans according to their knowledge of how muscles, how muscles work for power and speed. Very, very, very true. I hear a lot about that these days too. I read a lot about that on um, social media and blogs and whatnot. Amateur athletes that reside at home under the care of their parents have a difficult time with proper nutrition due um, due to the fact that most parents are not engaged in the same activities as their children. Um, therefore, they do lack the knowledge and understanding of what foods are vital for their child's performance. And quoted, a failure to consider the nutrition implications of the activity will most certainly lead to problems in training and to performance outcomes that are below the capabilities of the athlete. That is so, so, so important to understand for parents. And I could just have a podcast alone on this topic as I you remember back in my, um, in my bachelor's study. That was such a, a hot topic. Parents that don't have good nutritional, um, you know, nutrition, structured nutrition at home. So that being said, it's my, most of the time it's going to be athletes from, you know, starting at elementary level all the way up through high school. So those, those athletes are living under the roof, uh, the care of their parents still. I have had many, many, many um, athletes in the past, and including myself, I kind of reflect on myself in that um, basket of athletes and people who have have grown significantly in the area of understanding, and obviously, it comes with education. I hear people say education is not important. It is so important. If that is your specialty, understanding the depths of why you know, something is what it is and why it needs to be implemented and going further into detail of understanding it. So in the world of sports nutrition, it's huge. Understanding why and how a person's body um, needs a specific food, whereas somebody else may not need as much of it. Um, You know, our cellular genetic makeup is all different. Obviously, you know, you look at the person next to you and you say, how are you different from me? Well, there's a lot of factors that make somebody different. But when you see somebody else, you know, taking protein supplements and this and that, and they may look like you, but their performance may be so different, you know, as, as well as what they are doing throughout their day. So, I put myself in that basket of athletes um, throughout those years of not understanding the importance of incorporating um, good, healthy nutrition and sports nutrition being that when I ran in college and all through high school, junior high, elementary, um, I had very, very poor nutrition, something that I would definitely, because I went to a, a boarding school, that's what I say, a boarding school, most people would not understand Um, but it was poor nutrition, poor, poor, poor nutrition. And I just remember not eating very good. Although I had coaches that were wonderful and they did, did definitely try to implement, um, you know, a form of understanding of how, why it is important to not eat sunflower seeds before you go race in a 400 meter run, (laughs) um, 
in a, on a hot day. Um, the sodium in that just totally dehydrates you. But when you're young and you don't really have that structure every single day around you, uh, you will fall into what most people do. You're going to eat sweets. You're going to go to McDonald's. You're going to eat, you drink Coke. You're going to, you know, eat salty products that are going to suck the water right out of you. You're not going to perform at your best. So I think back in as myself in that realm of how much better I would have performed as an athlete had I had that that structure, had that person in my ring saying, no, you cannot go to McDonald's after you go eat or go run. No, you do not put that food in your body before a race. No, you do not. You know, because it, it, there's so many reasons of why eating is so good for you. Now, most people do associate a healthy lifestyle of eating with diets, diets of to to lose weight and and meaning, you know, to restrict specific foods at all times. And so when people that are uneducated in that realm don't understand what that diet may be, you know, um, a healthy diet, they're going to think, well, hell no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, I don't want to do that. I don't want to give up, you know, a hamburger and um, fried chicken or whatever it is that you like, sweets, um, coffee creamers. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to live my life not enjoying the foods. And a lot of people struggle with that, you know, because what well, we all do, we all do. And that's okay. But when a when when a coach, a sports nutritionist tells a parent this athlete must go on a diet of some sort to lose weight, now you might have to do that for some time. But a healthy diet, restructuring an athlete or a non-athlete, for instance, just somebody who wants to lose weight or just stay maintain a good, healthy, you know, overall appearance internally and externally, you want to live around the clock on a healthy diet does not mean to omit a hundred percent. So it depends from what exactly that specific person is wanting. Now the importance to um the importance for a a parent that has an athlete living in the house Regardless, regardless if your athlete is going to go and play in collegiate, you know, sport, move on throughout life in playing in sports at past high school, that does not matter. What matters is that you are raising that child under an, an umbrella of proper nutrition, proper everything else that goes along with it, right? As a parent. But the importance is, is that that household understands the importance in a healthy lifestyle, a diet and lifestyle. So, you know, to be a parent that has an athlete living in the house and that parent is, you know, going through McDonald's. And I say McDonald's because the quickest thing that comes to mind, a lot of people like McDonald's, um, hands down, you know, for the people that are like, oh, heck, I don't like McDonald's at all. I understand it's just one of those easy joints that you always see, those golden arches and people always talk about. So McDonald's, whatever it is, wherever you live, Taco Bell, I don't care, KFC, whatever. Um, 
But a parent that doesn't necessarily have nutrition on their priority list in life, that doesn't cook meals at nighttime for their family, cook them, them actually cooking the food, not ordering takeout, not having frozen meals thrown into a microwave and then served to a kid. That leads to poor nutrition. That is that is horribly educating your athlete, your child, your family towards a non-successful, nutritious life, healthy lifestyle. So, you know, when an athlete is good and that athlete has potential to move forward, they have scouters, they have, you know, uh, people who are coming to recruit them um, for collegiate sport or even professional sport at at that, um, those athletes must maintain, must maintain a good, proper sports nutrition um, plan, a diet, and that household really has to change their structure too. So, you know, when a kid is going to see their family eating something that they want to have, a hamburger, fries, a Coke, and they're sitting over there eating chicken and broccoli and rice, and then the next day, you know, it's a very strict diet, it makes it very difficult for that athlete mentally to keep at that level. But when that athlete does consume proper nutrition and that household is supportive in that, in that, you know, in that direction, that athlete, regardless, is going to be that much better. They're going to perform that much better. Not only does uh, healthy eating, um, you know, obviously donate to a healthier lifestyle overall among all people in general. It helps reduce risk of chronic diseases that has been proven, uh, heart disease, cancer, um, diabetes, insulin, insulin, you know, uh, resistance of all sorts. But anyways, it, it, is known for that, which a lot of people, you know, tune into the nutrition outside of sports because of that alone. But as an athlete, it also helps fuel the performance of that athlete. Um, so, you know, that athlete is working at vigorous levels that regardless if it's a, if it's a young child or somebody in high school, they are working, they're working, 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 and they need those nutrients um, to sustain that proper higher energy that is needed and also for faster recovery, which is their muscle overloads, their the impact to their body. That nutrition is a vital. So when you are um, taking that away from that athlete and you're just giving them whatever kind of food you can stuff in their mouth or whatever they want, they're making poor decisions, Yes, they might continue to perform because I look back at myself and I would eat horrible, horrible food when I was younger. And you would not tell, you could not tell at all. Genetically, I come from a line of thinner, thinner um, people in my family. And so I was blessed with being a complete stick when I was younger. And I could stuff a million cheeseburgers in my mouth and go run a mile on the track and you know, was like, hey, I might get sick or dry heave around the last curve. But you know, I was doing it. And 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 I, you know, I did very good. I was a very, um, I did very well in my sport. I had horrible nutrition. I think back to had I eaten proper and fueled my body, had I done that, 
I would have been amazing. So not only does it help with chronic diseases, it fuels your the athlete's performance. Um, again, all things that even a parent, most parents these days are into that fitness world. They want to go to the gym. They want to, you know, preserve the body, the one body that they have. So it is good for them too. A diet does not mean to only eat just what most people think of a bodybuilder's diet. A chicken breast, no season, broccoli or a vegetable, no butter, no oil, no nothing, no, nothing added, just that. Um, you know, oatmeal, nothing to it. That is the silliest concepts that I've ever heard. It is the boringest. A lot of it does work um, for those people. They are taking supplements and doing other things. But you know what? Like, like I said, that a diet does not mean that also. Also, because it is turned into a completely green generation. Um, now everybody's into just drinking green sh- green drinks and all this stuff. Like, great for you. It's great to absorb your greens. But it does not mean that because you don't drink greens or you don't drink, you know, these shakes that you're not on a healthy diet either. So we also, you know, need to talk about that later on, but that is not a form of food in the sense of for an athlete or somebody that is, um, you know, working out at that capacity of that load um, imposed to their body. So it is something good to definitely incorporate into the day. It could reduce, and there's a lot of a lot of successful um, stories out there. There's a lot of positive that comes with it. It does help reduce the desire for sweets and desire for certain things. I did it for a long time when I was pregnant with my first son. I did it um, through my entire pregnancy. Although I had a few complications because I got so far into it, and it was a little newer at that time coming out into the market. But I did it. I blended all the time. Had my Nutribullet was I could have sold Nutribullet for the company themselves. Um, they missed out on that. But I would tell everybody go get a Nutribullet. Blend, blend, blend. Because if you are not somebody that wants to eat your fruits and vegetables every day, and it is quicker to do that, do it. Definitely, definitely do it. Because your fruits and vegetables are vital. But when I say that. I do not mean that an athlete at any level should just be consuming that. They also need their proteins and they need to eat it. There's a reason for that. Your body breaks those those foods down and absorbs them in the proper places that is needed. Those nutrients are needed. So when you're, you know, blending, and there's a huge controversy, there's a lot of research on it, is blending better than juicing or vice versa? But what I'm saying overall is, first of all, I would I would say blend because you're not extracting most of the stuff like peels, peels that you can actually eat. Um, you're not. That's where a lot of the nutrients are too, which a lot of people don't know that. But you know, when you're throwing it all in there, just blending it up real quick. I do water. I've never done anything else. I've done water. I would add like coconut oil to it, but I would not use milks and all this other product. I literally just did whole like straight water and the fruit and vegetables, chia seed, whatever I needed. And I just did that. And I felt a million times better, but the athlete does still need food. So the water, you know, helps push it through. But uh, yes, again, you don't want to just be drinking and 
call it like I'm on a healthy diet because you might be eating healthy things, but you're technically not on a healthy diet, especially when you're an athlete exerting that much energy throughout your day. Um, it does have a, a you know, it, uh, improves your skin and bone health overall. Um, vitamin E, zinc, calcium, vitamin D, so many things that are needed for your body to maintain that proper energy. And there's so many other you know, other reasons. Um, and you know, too, it helps you develop that healthy, um, relationship that everybody really needs with, you know, with food in general, the foods that you're eating. So what you put down on that table as a family and what you have in the cupboards, you know, what you have in the fridge is what your family is going to get. That's what you're giving your family. It's not to say that, you know, as a parent, you're a bad parent. Absolutely not. But you can make healthier choices. So instead of picking up donuts at the store and you want to have donuts, make your own donuts. Learn how to cook. That is huge. And I know that today in our society, that is becoming a, a, a much um, more enjoyable uh Source the Food Network hosts so many amazing, sh- you know, uh, series on how to make this and that. Some not so healthy, so others very healthy. It's becoming a, a, a hot topic these days, and I really I love to see that because when you look at the percentages of Americans versus a lot of other countries, we are not healthy. <laughs> um. So the American sports, let's talk about this. So football is the epitome of an anaerobic sport for many reasons, with the length of, pl- of plays almost never exceeding 15 seconds, followed by a rest period between each play. However, when the ball is in play, the players are giving maximal muscle effort to move or stop the movement of the ball. Uh, Bernadotte, 2012, I did some studies off of his, uh, I'm sorry, off of... Um, off of that, the, that, um, education during my earlier study, sorry, I'm slipping here in my mind. Um, I, um, had written a lot about football and remember quoting a lot of stuff from that book, that specific book. Um, Anyways, the fear of athletes and endangering their health due to the desire to attract attention from college recruiters is a large concern. It's a huge concern for coaches and supporting staff for obvious many reasons um, because they are they have endangered their health um, throughout their years. Parents, again, have not uh, put 100% towards their children's um, nutritional needs and, you know, coaches and uh, whoever else comes out to maybe, you know, recruit that athlete may notice that. They probably will ask that too. How is how is your nutrition? How have you eaten all these years? Is there a possibility that we can, you know, cut this much more time off of your race or whatever it is, whatever sport you're doing, if we get you a specific nutritionist, somebody that will work with you and help educate you of the importance of that. Research has shown that adolescent football players are going um, are gaining weight at an earlier age, and doctors are extremely concerned over the long uh, term health of these young athletes. Now, there's a lot of stuff that could go on that that's a completely different topic, but that is very true. Keeping track of athletes' body fat is is extremely important, and the most most teams have professional medical staff such as sports medicine doctors and trainers that can monitor this. Although a lot of um, you know a lot of high schools do not have that, they just 
do not have the funds for that. So, you know, there are sports medicine teams and professionals that will go out and donate their time um, to helping assist during games technically, but most often it is upon the, um, the legal guardian of an underage, you know, adolescents that they go into their physician and be monitored properly. Um, oftentimes body fat calipers and scales are used for high school athletes, again, for many reasons. Um, if you don't have a team physician or if you do have a team physician, I'd say, hey, what kind of high school are you going to? Amazing though. Um, then they'll use, sometimes they use like, uh, student trainers, you know, kids that are, you know, student, uh, athletes that are interested in pursuing, uh, further education, you know, thereafter high school in sports sector. Um, parents can also have their children measured at the doctor's office. Like I just mentioned, um, nurses can do that too. Uh, NFL players have professional trainers that test their body fat levels with expensive procedures such as a water displacement, DEXA, DXA, x-ray scanning. There's dunking. There's all sorts of ways now that you can do it and that are um, more beneficial than others. Like, you know, you might go to a gym and they might have just a random caliper, uh, a hand scale, something that you hold out. Um, we the sciences have definitely improved over the years. So there are much more, uh, we are much more technically, (laughs) we are much more advanced. Let's just say that. Yes. Too big of a word for me right now. (laughs) Um, monitoring an athlete's diet, uh, at a young athlete's, uh, monitoring a young athlete's diet is, is crucial for their future health and success for obvious reasons that I've just discussed. There's nothing wrong with, uh, football players, uh, track players, anybody else gaining lean muscle weight, as long as it does not come with the fat. And typically today, because our, again, what we are eating at home has a lot more preservatives I talked about that or I wrote about that a while back. Preservatives didn't always mean the worst of the worst, but we have added things into those preservatives that have, do preserve foods and, and are not healthy. So preserving a food is not always bad. Um, athletes, coaches, and parents must understand that bigger does not always mean better. A lot of athletes at young ages think, they think that, you know, um, they, they see their, their role model. They see that in, uh, the NFL, their young football players, they see those guys are huge. They're stacked. They have tons of muscle. I want to look like that. I mean, heck yeah. I want to look like her too. She's a sprinter. She's got amazing quads. Like <laughs> she is just her, everything is perfect. Now, a young athlete that is still growing, they think that. They think that because that's what they see and it's pure ignorance. Ignorance does not mean stupid. Ignorance means that you are just uneducated and do not really know of of the reason that, you know, whatever the topic may be. So when an athlete, a young athlete sees that and they they see that, um, their, their favorite athlete, their favorite football player is huge, but they see him winning all the time. They think that's what they need to do. So, hey, let's go, let's go eat a bunch of food. Let's go stack some weight, maybe take some, you know, um, sups, I, whatever it is. They, they think that it means bigger means better. And it's not true at all. 
Coaches and nutritionists should help motivate and educate athletes and parents of the rising concern over health issues today. Absolutely. I think it is so important. And if I could get out there and do that and donate my time and the importance to teams and understanding why specific nutrition is good for you at that age, what you should and shouldn't be eating, just the basic understanding, um, it should be implemented in all sports, no matter what age you are. Um, nutritionists can help motivate and alter parents' eating habits at home as well, which is you know, obviously what I've been talking about, which will also change the way their kids eat. Setting a positive example at home can lead a young athlete towards a proper nutritious lifestyle. When parents understand the heavy burden of weight that football players have to carry around at practice, and I say football players because that was a topic that I discussed, um, I wrote a lot about in, in this this topic, um, but in general, because they, they're the ones that tend to stack the weight, um, they will understand the importance of a well-balanced diet for muscle repair and energy recruitment. When athletes have a clear understanding of their health and future possibilities in sports, they are motivated to living a healthier lifestyle, working out, eating healthy, and getting a proper amount of sleep. Sleep obviously being a, an extremely vital area as well. Um, coaches and nutritionists can also offer healthy snacks and drinks during and after practice. Um, this will also a- assist and motivate a team to eat the right foods and consume the right fluids. Nutritionists can also come up with the fun and tasty snacks and drinks for younger athletes. This way, they do not lose interest from um, from a boring or bland-tasting food. Selecting the right type of foods can help a young athlete maintain his or her energy throughout their de- their day during practice, during and after practice. Um it is it is extremely important to to implement this and you know what those teams that do not have the ability to have a sports nutritionist necessarily with with their school programs there are ways that coaches can you know receive this education and today you know because i studied a lot in all areas of sports sciences um you know sports psychologists are working working very closely with uh with coaches today um, at all levels of sport, and giving them classes, crash classes, crash courses 101, on how to properly implement whatever area of study it needs to be. Sports psychology, um, the mental mindset aspect, and how a coach can do it at their level. Um, not diagnosing, obviously, but implementing these good strategies. While a sports psychologist is not always available or always there, or has very minimal time with that athlete throughout the week. A coach, a coach's overall job is to coach that athlete. It's not necessarily that they're going to specialize in every area of sports science. They're not going to be specialized in sports nutrition. They're not going to be dietitians. They're not going to be the, the sports team physician. Um, they're not going to be in sports medicine. They are not going to be the sports psychologist. Um, they, you know, but they can have an understanding of each section and why it is incredibly important for that athlete to succeed in all those areas. Because once you tie in that um, that umbrella of professionals, you are going to understand, oh, I get it now. You can't just perform and go out and eat bad, have a poor mental mindset, um, you know, become injured and not properly heal yourself 
and not understand all of that. Now, I, I say you can't because I'm sure you can, but your um, ability to succeed if you're wanting to become professional or elite thereafter is reduced significantly. Whereas if you are a younger athlete and you do understand the importance of all those areas, you are going to maximize your potential efforts and I guarantee up your percentage significantly. So parents that are bringing in poor diets and exercising poor, um, you know, poor habits, drinking sugary products in the morning, instead of maybe the first thing that you could be doing is implementing water in the morning. You wake up from an eight hours of sleep. Hopefully that's what you're at least getting. Um, something around that. You definitely need that. Um, you know, implementing, let's drink a glass of water before we put anything else in our body. Do that. And I, I, you know, I have so many programs that I have worked with various people around the U.S. at different levels, some non-athletes, some athletes, some very good athletes. Um, and, you know, I would implement different strategies, how to break that, the break that mental pattern of why I need coffee. Well, it's not the coffee. Why do you need the creamer? Why do you need that much sugar? I mean, my husband and I, we try to reduce and reduce and reduce. And you know what? Life gets you. Times happen. You fall back into that curve. But that is going to be the rest of your life. You are never going to be 100% all the time. It's nearly impossible. Um, Athletes, they're not always 100% either. They go off the charts for a while. They go out and drink. They go out and eat bad foods. They go away from what they're supposed to do. But if it's their job to win the gold and to make another title and to bring home that money, they're going to jump right back on that bandwagon. They're going to listen to that umbrella of professionals and they're going to do exactly what they're being told because that's what they want. They're craving it. So you have your one body. You do that. You have that kid that has the ability to succeed as an athlete, to succeed as a non-athlete. You have the power as a parent to eat properly and to incorporate fruits and vegetables, your proteins and your carbohydrates every single day into that that child's um, that child's body and yours. So the importance of nutrition is vital for everybody around the table. And at the end of the day, I would say drink more water, sleep more, reduce the the desire of, you know, sugars, especially after a certain time. I mean, heck, we're all we're all at fault. You know, there I can't even count how many times I've fallen back and fallen on my butt. And I like to show it. I like to tell people on social media. I like to show I am eating these two hot dogs. I just posted um, to uh, a picture of two hot dogs that I had the other night and I didn't even get through the first one <laughs> because I think the more I thought about what was really in it, I grossed myself out and grossed myself out. But we need that. When our body is saying like, I want a hamburger, go get that hamburger. Don't go get that hamburger every time your body is telling you, well, I'm too lazy to cook a chicken breast or to make an actually like good home-cooked meal. Don't feed into your temptations always, but do treat yourself because your body might be telling you, I need some of those fats. Not all fats are bad fats. And some of those fats, they your body definitely needs it. And as a growing child 
a growing athlete, a child that is exerting so much and still growing, um, they need more. They need even more of that nutrition. So if you are a parent that would like to reach out and if you have questions or any concerns, anything, I would love to help you. Um, I think one of the biggest things I wanted to mention this was, you know, there's so much help online, social media feeds so much information. It can be overwhelming at times, but here's the thing. If a professional in the field of whatever they're in, it does not matter if it's sports, nutrition, coaching, whatever. If a professional, if they, if a person calls them a professional, themselves a professional, and you are reaching out to them, they have 21 million followers, right, on Instagram or Facebook, whatever else, um, and you're reaching out to this professional, and they're not connecting with you. They might be too. They might be too busy, or it might not be an immediate reaction. It might not be like, "Hey, I'm going to connect with you today." Um, they really might have a million messages because they have that many people following them. But people who really need help, and they they reach out to a professional and say, "Hey, what is your advice on this? I've private messaged you. I really would like your intake." A professional should not um, be too good to reach back out and respond to you. So I think that is huge. To me, on social media, it is definitely not about a numbers. And numbers game plays so far with people that are in the unprofessional area and that want to just show like, hey, I have all a million of friends. Who cares? Who cares, right? Because how many of those million people do you really engage with? But for me... It is about building my professional contacts, a team of professionals that are strong and passionate in what they do. And most of the time, those professionals are going to be in the realm of sport. But I love, I love, you know, engaging with people that are completely outside of my, my area of education and um, work. I love it. You know, but for me, it is that if you are a professional and you are not reaching or responding out to those people who do show interest in you, then maybe you should take a step back and question how professional you really are and how motivated you really are in your area of profession and why you're doing that. Because there are so many starving people out there today that really do want to succeed, but really are scared and they don't understand how to succeed. You know, so with that being said, there are a lot of people out there too that are that are overly confident among themselves and they think that they have it all and they're too... They're too above the clouds to think that they can come down a little bit and ask somebody for advice. Um, They admire somebody in a way of insecurities and they admire them in a way of jealousy and it it causes, it conflicts with other, other, you know, thought process and that mental mindset is completely disrupted. But, you know, I, I've connected with some professionals and I'm excited too, because I want to do a podcast with a couple of people here shortly. In the, ne- in the weeks to come, and I will keep you guys all updated. Um, but I have connected with a few sports psychologists and other psychologists in general on social media that are constantly pushing amazing messages that I absolutely love. But with that being said, yes, they, they push great messages out there. I absolutely love it. And they have a great following and a lot of people that respond back really, you can tell that they embrace that. They really take their messages in. And I love that. I love to boost other people. I love to promote other people, you know, that are in, in whatever sector you, you come to me and ask, Hey, would you promote my stuff? I probably will. 
because I love doing that. As long as you are, um, as long as you are who you say you are and you're promoting good product and it is backed with good education and research, then absolutely. Um, that reminds me really quick before I finish this podcast for this week, um, go to grab, if you're, when you have time, um, navigate through the website here at gravitationalperformance.org and, um, go underneath our, um, let's see, I have a brain. My brain is totally gone. It's been almost an hour of talking, um, under the everyday read. That is technically like our blog, if you will. It's the easy, casual discussion about most things, sports in general, sports nutrition, psychology, blah, blah, blah. And you'll see January or February of 18 this year. Um, When you navigate to February, you click on that. And it'll direct you to the next page um, of articles that will be written for uh, for February for this month. So I would like you guys, if you are interested, um, to go down and scroll through the Hit Nutrition um, website. Uh, a good friend of mine, she has been doing amazing things with her company and uh, amazing these cookie dough jars that you can order um, literally look like cookie dough. Um, they literally look like cookie dough and it's, it's, it's confusing because you think like, well, how is that healthy? But when you read through it, obviously it'll say what ingredients she has in there. hundred percent taste, vegan, gluten-free, GMO-free, no peanuts, no soy, no dairy, no, no corn, no artificial anything. I love that. So when you click on the website, the link is at the very bottom under www.hitnutrition.com. It'll direct you straight to her website. And there you can go through um, the products that they sell. But we have teamed up with them and are now, um, you know, also advertising them under our professional contacts as well. At the very bottom, you'll see uh, another link with their information on. So, and this is a great resource. And and I did mention, she mentioned to me shortly that um, this product, these jars, uh, cookie dough jars, if you will, they are good for children too. So, you know, if uh, that's something else I can talk about in the future, but you know, if you want to tempt your child in which I'm an, I've got to get some, because I think it'd be great, um, to implement this into my two boys. Um, they, you know, they love sweets. They get sweets at school. You're not going to be able to t- keep everything away, right? People are going to give them sweets. They're going to go to birthday parties and eat cake and they're going to love what they eat. It took a while, and I promise you this, my family will tell you, for my my oldest son, on his first birthday, he would not touch a piece of cake for the life of him because I just constantly ate healthy, 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 and my pregnancy was healthy, 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 so he didn't like it until he started going to school and he started eating more sweets, Mm, so everything is cake, 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 but it's a good, it's, it's natural sugars in there. Natural sugars are great, and that's totally fine. Um, but it is very healthy and sustainable energy throughout the day. So, you know, again, it's great for children, great snacks, a great energy booster. So follow along, uh, head over to, you know, the everyday read tap on February and they are the first, uh, to be discussed for this month. 
Um, if you have any other questions and you would like some advice or some counseling of any sort, please shoot me a message. Our online office is open Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, East Coast time. And, um, you know, sometimes I am on online during the weekends. You can just send me a message under email us, gravitationalperformance uh, at gmail.com. Send me a message on private message on Instagram. I'm hardly ever on Facebook, but yeah, you can get a hold of me and I would love to chat with you if you want to collaborate some ideas, if you want to, you know, um, throw some educational information out on a, on the next podcast, I'll sign you up. We can discuss it and move forward. I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful week ahead of you. And I hope that this, you know, uh, that this podcast, uh, topic today, um, yeah, I hope it helped you. <laughs> and I hope that you will go to the grocery store when you shop this week and make healthy choices for yourself and your for your family and for your athletes. And uh, again, if you have questions, reach out to me. I do have nutritional plans as well. I don't really push that stuff anymore, but I do have many of them that I would love to help guide you and your your family, your athletes with if you if you're interested. So reach out to me. Either way, have a great week. Goodbye.